0: Hello, hello, and welcome to one of today's episodes of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this normally daily podcast, which is all about music and creative culture in London. Yesterday, Saturday the 7th of July, in this, the year 2018, was a busy day to say the least. So much so that rather than post some epic two-and-a-half-hour episode of this podcast, I thought I would take the different step of posting it in installments, because I would rather shed a spotlight on each individual event that happened yesterday. So, this first episode will be the morning, essentially. Friday, the 6th of July, I had an open mic night at the London Welsh, and I only did an episode about that. And in fact, in yesterday's episode... You'll hear me talking about how I was considering going to and then had eventually decided to go to the Strokes show at Dingwalls that had been announced Friday afternoon and I only noticed it Friday night, Saturday morning. If you are a fan of the Strokes or have taken even a cursory glance at uh, music media in general, you will know that show didn't happen. It turns out the show was a hoax and it was never going to happen at all. Unfortunately, there were a bunch of us that only found out that news while we were at the venue waiting to buy tickets. Now what happened is, firstly, after recording yesterday's episode, I left the house to go to Camden. I took my box drum, my wooden cajon with me because I was still planning to play at Pride Festival with Kiana Key. Now, as I was heading to Camden, at first I just wanted to talk to people in the queue, like I did for the Jack White show in a few episodes back. But just going to talk to people in the queue and you know, get an episode that way. I didn't think I'd actually have a chance of buying a ticket. As I was heading to the train station, a friend of mine, Ben Heath, who's been on the on this podcast before, he called me. And I knew he could only be calling about one thing. So I called him back and said, hey. He said, hi. He said, so have you heard about this uh, stroke show? And I said, yes. And he said, so what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> And I said, well, I'm heading to Camden as we speak. And he said, yes. Would you mind buying me a ticket? And I said, sure. He had already got a ticket to see the Cure show with Interpol at Hyde Park. But this alleged Stroke show was due to begin at 10.30 in the evening. So we could go to that show and then come and see the Strokes, which would be an incredibly epic day of live music. So I said, sure, no problem. So now I'm heading to Camden even more excited because I'm, I'm that much more decided on buying tickets not just talking to people so the whole journey there I'm, I'm amped, I'm listening to the Strokes on the shuffle I'm thinking this this might happen, I might actually see the Strokes for the first time the last train that goes to the stop, the stop I had to get off at was Camden Town on that train I spotted someone else and I thought he looks like he might be a Strokes fan, then as we were approaching Camden Town I saw him looking for which door was the nearest to the exit And I thought, okay, he's definitely a Strokes fan. So as we were at the door about to open, I said, are you going to the Strokes? And he said, yeah. I said, me too. We're brothers now. We're in this together. His name is Adam. Hello, Adam, if you listen to this. So we got out the train. We started jogging. We started running towards the venue. We got out the station. He didn't know the way to Dingwalls. I did. So he followed my lead. It was ridiculously hot outside, but we jogged and we jogged and we jogged and we got there. Now, for those who have never been to Dingwalls, it's a bit of a weird setup. There is, I think it's three stories overall. The top story is a bar. The It's like the, yeah, so the basement is the live venue. And there's a bar down there as well. Then the ground floor is a bar. And the top floor is a bar as well. When I first arrived, people were queuing up outside the door to the venue at the at basement level. And that queue was starting to spill into Camden Market because it's right, it. That exit leads straight to the market. It's right near the... The key, The river? I don't know what to call it. It's near Camden Lock. So people were queuing by the door to the venue. Then the people at the venue, the management, moved us up and we were queuing through the bar downstairs into the entrance to the venue. They were trying to move us out of the way of the actual market because the market was setting up and the queue would have been blocking a lot of the entry to that market. So they moved us inside. And at this point... Me and my new best friend Adam were thinking, okay, I think we've got a chance. I think we can actually get a ticket. Because as the queue snaked out up the stairs and out of the door, we were inside the venue. So we thought we were far enough in the queue to have a shot of getting tickets. The queue continued to grow. I started talking to people. I said, I'm mean, have a podcast. We're we'll becoming friendly, etc. Then the management of the venue moved us downstairs into the venue itself. And we had a bit of a snaking queue all the way through the venue. And they did this because it was getting ridiculously hot outside, and they, at least in the venue, it was air-conditioned, so we could be a little bit more comfortable while we waited for this show. So now we are downstairs in the actual live venue, where, as far as we're concerned, in a few hours, the Strokes will be playing. And it was down there that I decided to try and do some interviewing, because now I could access the people at the front of the queue with more ease. We were all in the same room. So that's what you'll hear first. First, I approached the people at the front of the queue, And they were a bit tired, a bit anxious, because after I finished that first conversation, we started talking about how word had started to spread online that this show might not be happening. But at that time, we were still thinking it was a hoax, but as far as the people at the front were concerned, it wasn't a very funny hoax, because they'd been there a few hours. And they were, you know, patience was running a little bit thin because they'd been there so long. So that's the first part of this episode that you'll hear, me talking to the people at the front of the queue. Now, you'll, for those of you that listened to yesterday's episode, I only knew about this show in the first place because of someone I follow on Twitter. Her name is Louise, she's on Twitter as at She's Fixing, and she runs the website She's Fixing Her Hair, which is, in my opinion, the the premier fan website for The Strokes. She, I She's the only person on Twitter that I have notifications set up for, so I actually got home last Friday night and saw her tweet and thought, oh, this must be important, and she mentioned the show. And she mentioned that she was in the queue and there weren't too many people there. So after talking to the people at the front of the queue, I started working my way through the queue trying to find her because we'd never met. Eventually I did and that's when the second part of this episode starts. I start off talking to her and then everything that you hear happens in real time. And I will just leave it at that because I want you to experience in some way the chaos and the confusion that we all experienced while we were down there. And the real roller coaster of emotions. So first you'll hear me approaching the people at the front of the queue. Then you'll hear me kind of bounce around throughout different parts of the queue. Talking to people and trying to understand what's going on. Because we really were all in it together. Through the highs and the lows. And then afterwards I'll recap what happened step by step essentially. But first, brace yourselves. For those of you that were there. Yeah, I'm sending you back into that basement. And for those of you that weren't. This is what it felt like. You've probably seen... A I think there might be an article or something on enemy. I don't know if it's spread much wider than that. But you might have at least seen the headline that there was a fake stroke show. And this is what actually happened for us down there. Take what you hear with a pinch of salt because emotions were running high. So not everything is complete statistic, uh, like biblical truth. Also, I mentioned some people have been waiting eight hours. But if you do the math, it was six. Although maybe they've been traveling for longer, so who knows. But here is what the fans experienced in Dingwalls on Saturday, 7th of July, finding out whether this stroke show was actually happening. Whew, strap yourselves in and enjoy. Oh, okay, now we're recording. If anyone doesn't want to be on it, of course, just kind of shake your head now and I'll move on. I'm at the front of the queue for the Venison show, and I'm here with the people who got here the earliest.
1: What time did you guys get here? Half five. Did you, who else did you get here with? Was it just you? Just me and I'm a, uh, a kid here called Mark. It was already here, so it's just us two to start with. So you got here at five? Half five, yeah. Half five, and what time did
0: you get here? And there was no one else here, just the two of you?
2: Yeah, so, yeah we were at a different door, and then we figured out which yeah. door is the right one, so.
0: <laughs> so, how long
1: were you guys by yourselves here? It's about seven o'clock until, uh, sorry, about seven people until about seven, maybe. And then it's started like, picking up about eight o'clock.
0: Have Sorry. any of you seen the Strokes before? Oh, Venison, I should say. <laughs> Have any of you seen Venison before?
1: Yeah, yeah, a few times, yeah. Have you seen them in London before? <laughs> I saw them at Hyde Park when they played Hyde Park. <laughs> Anyone else seen them before?
2: Yeah, Hyde Park as well, yeah.
1: So, did you all
0: find out about this from the tweet last night?
2: Yeah, actually, my mate, he sent me a message and pointed the tweet out to me, so that way, yeah.
0: Now, was there any debate in your mind of, can I go, can I make it, or was just like, drop everything, first train I can, let's go right now?
2: Uh, but we were thinking, should we get there like for midnight in case there's loads of people? But good job we're doing because yeah, five thirty <laughs> was enough.
1: <laughs> Did you guys have to travel far to get here? No, just from East London. So on a bus. East London. Yeah. yeah.
0: Still. Yeah, so on. Central Line. because oh, Central Line is on twenty-four hours. Yeah, got a bus. Took
1: about
0: Have you ever been this early for another band, at another show? I wouldn't do this for any other band.
1: No, I do so
0: have any sure. friends asked you to buy tickets for them
1: yeah
0: between us how many are you looking to buy well how many however which the maximum is the max. For, yeah. see that's what I was afraid of because I reckon at the least count I think I'm maybe number 200 like I don't know maybe 130
1: yeah. at a
0: rough guess so I think I have a shot but if everyone is going to buy loads of tickets... Well, my friends will forgive me if I didn't get them.
2: So
0: Are they definitely coming, then? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen them with the Strokes before? I don't. Have you seen the Strokes with them before? Uh, a couple of them, yeah, yeah. Even if they've seen the Strokes already...
1: <laughs> I've never seen Venice anymore, so. <laughs> How upset would you be if it's the boys instead of the Strokes? I mean, it'd be a bit disappointed, but I'd still take it, I think. Everyone else feeling the same way?
2: Uh, well, I got tickets to see what I play this year, so it would be great if it was The Strokes, but I would not be gutted if it was The Strokes, so I'd go with that as well. So It would be worth it, still.
0: So you'd still be like, ah, oh, it's worth it, it's still a good show. See, I'm kind of on the other side of that fence. I would be the angriest boy heckler that they've ever seen, <laughs> just because I've never seen The Strokes before. And I feel like this is the perfect venue to see them, like, actually, something went into it. What was it like seeing them
1: at a big festival? Like, be a British, was it British summertime? <laughs> yeah. What was it like seeing them there? It's, yeah, it's just mad, And it? When you start playing the songs, it's like, <laughs> it's just mad. But um, Whereabouts were you in the crowd? Uh, I was behind the barrier. At my, the front? No, I was in, like, it's like a section at the front in the were yeah. behind that. And ah, so you were at the my front. My friends were like in the front bit, which yeah. looked a lot better to me. <laughs> did you spend the whole time just getting your ribs crushed against the barrier? No, we were, we were actually alright near the back. But my friends might have been really... So how early did you queue up for that one then? They just bought those tickets on the internet. Wow.
0: And is there one song you're really hoping they play tonight, if it is The Strokes playing?
1: <laughs> uh, your probably favourite song is Hard to Explain. Any, any same, here. Be good same here any other favourite you open for on the set list?
0: Oh, that's
2: tricky to pick one to be honest I think all my favourites are fairly safely in there so
0: we'll see it's a good <laughs>
2: job
0: well guys congratulations again on being at the very front of the queue I'm not jealous at all
3: <laughs>
0: and hopefully I'll see you at the Venison show thank you all very Cheers much
3: we actually lost all this treat to be honest. I was
0: like, fuck me, what? Yeah, press record, so that, that was all picked yeah. up. That's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. We, got, <laughs> we, got, the yeah. the we got the swearing out of the way. We got the swearing out of the way. I am probably about, I guess, what you say, 50 people back maybe? We're, We're about 40. We're 40, yeah. yeah. so you're probably. Oh, you've done the count on already. Yeah,
3: yeah. we have been keeping
0: tabs. Appreciate it. So I'm officially. 40 people back in the queue uh-huh. and I'm talking to the person who's the reason why I am here today. What is your next name?
3: Louise and i run um, the She's Fixing Her Hair Strokes website.
0: You are strokes royalty. <laughs> I go back to the uh, hard to explain before. Yeah. I, oh,
3: dear, I was Tony
0: Rocky Horror. Oh are
3: you? Fantastic. Yeah, yes, I, I'm so glad Melanie. to remember. Yes. Yeah.
0: So yeah I'm, I'm kind of a big fan. Fantastic. So how did you find out and when did you get down here?
3: Well, I found out last night, I was about to go to bed, but then I checked my Twitter and all my Strokes friends were treating at me and I was like, what's going on? I saw it and I was like, ah, immediately. And then I just figured out whether I could get here or not because I wasn't sure if the trains were running. And then I couldn't sleep last night because it's too hot. So I got up about half six and I got here for half eight.
0: And how many people were here when you got here? About
3: 25. Yeah, so about like, 20. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, I know. Yeah, if it was a really long queue, I would have just gone home.
0: Yeah. But. Like, I feel like if anyone's arriving now, They go, Oh,
3: no, 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 bother. no chance, no chance And it,
0: especially with, I don't know if you just seen, Dingwall put another tweet saying... Yeah, they keep Cancel saying, it's their canceled, their it's not
3: on, we know it's a lie, they wouldn't let us in it if it was yeah, exactly. wasn't, They tell
0: us, I think yes. it's trying to display one. Yeah. So you mentioned all your Strokes friends yeah. are texting you. Is there a bit of a Strokes family yeah. when it comes to London?
3: Well... Just for people that I know across across the globe. So it all goes back to the old forums, like hard to explain, all, yeah. these, people. all these people that I know and uh, you know, I went to some some of them to the Hyde Park gig a couple of years ago. And you know, a lot of them you know in America, they can't get to this gig but they're all just like Lou, you can do Lou, it, you can do this, <laughs> do
0: you've, got do <laughs> you've got to do it for us.
3: You've gotta represent us. I think
0: and you so, had a similar experience a while back yeah. Was it their last gig here?
3: Yeah, it was their last gig here. Yeah. I couldn't get a ticket, and I was really annoyed, but all my wonderful friends started treating the Strokes' old tour manager, Richard, and somehow he got me a ticket.
1: Wow. I was not expecting t-shirt. it.
3: It's a T-shirt, yeah. hence a T-shirt that I'm wearing, my Benetton You are wearing the t-shirt. Benetton
0: T-shirt from the and original And so that show. was a
3: bit of a rollercoaster of emotion as well, because I thought, I have not seen him for ages, then like it he been four years, so... Yeah, so the second time to try.
0: What was that first show like here at Dingles? Oh, it
3: was amazing.
0: Whereabouts yeah. were you in the track? I was
3: about I was about controls the back because I don't like getting too near the front because yeah. I'll get pushed about. but you can see them wherever you were and the entire venue was just bump, 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 bump it was crazy and it was so hot then it's even hotter now yeah. so everyone just yeah
1: wear
3: dresses wear whatever because yeah it's going to be
0: drenched so this is it's going to
3: be amazing I'm
0: counting that it's my first time ever seeing them oh
3: fantastic and I feel like
0: this is it the perfect
3: it place it's the perfect place yeah because get to see them in a yeah, small venue is quite rare so.
0: Exactly. So how many times have you seen the this? This will
3: be my ninth time.
0: Do you remember the first time you saw it?
3: Yeah, I saw them about Red in 2001. Whoa! Which was about two days before Is This It came out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how did you even hear about them in the first place?
3: I've heard about them by uh,
0: Oh, There's an announcement. We can't, we can't
1: hear
0: you. Louder for the back. It sounds like they're trying to announce it's cancelled. They haven't deleted
2: the
1: original tweet, though.
0: Sounding like it's been officially cancelled.
1: What they
0: say? I don't know. All I'm hearing is hearsay from the rest of the crowd.
1: Pass the
0: message back! What did they say? Pass the back. What did they, say? they said they weren't coming. they supposed to play, but they cancelled.
1: But I don't think yeah.
0: they going to leave again. Ah, so the people from the venue are saying it was meant to happen, but now it's being cancelled. Lou, number one fan, how are you feeling about that?
3: I'm absolutely gutted. Can someone please tell me what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why did they let us in the
0: venue? Emotions are running high. Interestingly, <laughs> no one's leaving.
3: No one's leaving. No one. to You should get out.
1: Let's put this place down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel as though everyone's pretty much set up camp, regardless of what happens. Worst case scenario: there's a guy right there with an acoustic guitar. We all know the words. We'll have our own venison show. Yeah, that is never the
1: answer. <laughs> 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 that's, not, that's not a good Some scenario. The guy with a guitar is <laughs> not the answer. Just good not good. Guys. It's not the answer. just, just, good. The just guitar. Good. a good guy. It's a good guy. It's a rabbit with a fucking bongos, isn't it? So we found the place down,
3: Yeah, I think that's the only solution.
1: I think we hold the
0: line until they personally come to us and say, look, it's not happening.
3: Oh, yeah. If it's have they
0: kicked us out. Exactly. I think it's all a ploy. They want the most die-hard of fans. You have to really earn it to see Venison tonight. Yeah. No strokes
3: aren't playing. Venison are. Woo! Second game. Benison, yeah. the greatest band ever. They've done no albums or singles, but they're the best. <laughs>
0: Why okay, well, we let the rest of the crowd kind uh, yeah, of come on. That, was so, yeah, that was emotional... That was. And i got it all live here for the podcast. I'm or... going
3: to be really gutted if it's not on, because yeah. they let us in the venue. It was fair enough when we were queuing up outside, but as soon as they let us in, we kind of felt confident.
0: Exactly. I feel like if you made it inside, because we should explain We've to the listeners, something. so... we earned something. We're in the building. You need to now perform.
3: Exactly. Don't get who it is they could just be Julian just come on I'm not
0: leaving until someone from New York plays last night <laughs> on that sense. so we were queuing I guess when you were here you were queuing outside down the we were downstairs. queuing yeah
3: but yeah we were queuing outside and then they made they us queue inside into the
1: bar, into the yeah. bar, then the bar and then they really marched marked, in. they
3: wanted to open the bar and
1: then they marched us in here yeah then they marched us in here which is nice but it's got air what's the deal we don't they're know yeah. no one's moving we kind of getting no but idea there's there's to say say what's saying it was happening but then it was happening canceled. but they're now. I they reckon there's too many people outside just to come Absolutely, because there's too many
0: people outside. Well, I'm recording the podcast, so I'm getting all these reactions <laughs> live. So. Is. I, I mean, get the, f- the strokes, what
1: do they expect? Exactly. They so may what? have not had the big, the big
3: album years, but if I believe still it. So it. basically we wait until 12 to
0: basically... Yeah. Is it 12 o'clock now? No, no,
3: no it's
0: 11.23. Yeah, don't, don't buy it, don't buy
3: it. I refuse to believe yeah, yeah, yeah. it. They want the tickets for themselves. I think they're mm-hmm. desperately trying it's to lower other just people just
0: coming. disperse. Dis- dis- dis-
3: dis- 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 it is fake. I think
0: this. everyone that's here is here for good now. Like, we're locked in. Exactly. If you're at the door... the show is going to start yeah. now. Exactly.
3: Albert's well, going to cancel his gig in Denmark. I'm going to be on now.
1: that's
0: all I can say. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not pushing in, I promise I'm not pushing no, it's in. I will, I easy, will go back. I
1: will just just go back.
3: Experiencing the emotions
1: that we're going through. <laughs> I love that you're here with your BBs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I someone's, someone's still waiting for their food. Yeah, someone's yeah. still
3: waiting on their bagel.
0: Are oh, you going eat. Uber Eats. He's It's not working, he's not working. My mate, <laughs> he's off the clock.
1: My mate, uh, my mate uh, like he said like if it didn't work out then I'd get he'd pay me like 30 quid for waiting in the queue anyway, so oh, that's uh, nice. It's
0: a good friend, it's a good friend. So is this still not? My friends have done that. Go
1: no, do the way
0: out there. Oh are you guys just joining the queue? No no no, no. I've
1: been in here since half eight, I'm just looking for my friend. It was there. Some people that's right, right at the front Everybody's have just left. Out. So
0: like... Yeah, a little bit.
1: Favorite.
0: Okay, um, to be continued. I will be back. I will be back. I'm now heading back to my original spot in the queue.
1: I'm
0: back with the original queue family. I'm recording. I to talk to people at yeah, front. No, no, no. I don't know anything. People are looking at me like I know something. I don't know anything. But
1: I'm not an the, official. They're now saying that the agent is like... Whoever booked the gig, they they the agent it's like... They've cancelled it. But so... That was from here and saying
0: that the agent that worked it is just informed him that
2: this game
1: was cancelled.
0: So, so on Twitter, in the, well, the venue has tweeted that the agent has cancelled the think, show. I so, think that's what
1: they've told us. And that's, yeah. what, that's what she what Yeah, saying, that's the message
0: yeah. passing down. Like, it was, so first it was just saying, like, it's happening. Then it was like, no, it's not really happening. And that's like, it was going to happen. Yeah, but now like a, for real, for real, we've cancelled it. Yeah.
3: But, what, Allegedly.
0: Why? Allegedly. The general vibe I'm getting now is, one, everyone that's down here isn't moving. You better think people are kind of using this to push in a little bit. I think it's most likely, if you are outside the building now, like still queuing up, I don't think you're getting in, and that's what they're probably trying to get rid of. I think if you're in the basement, you're it. It's the well, Sabbath. Why are they saying you're giving me through
1: that exit? That's what they're telling you. What about show or the tickets. I think. I don't like why they don't If people were living in the language, would be a little bit here. But I think even the people who were at the front, they'd like walk
0: to your Yeah, there are people who were at the front that I spoke to who are no longer at the front, which. One, that sucks because they've been here since like 5 in the morning. Two, if it turns out this is a joke and the show is on, they've lost their spot, which they had since 5 in the morning. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a lose-lose. We're holding strong, though. We're in. I might,
1: yeah, but the, I feel like the queue etiquette, up.
0: It's kind of gone out the window. Yeah, my fear now is that everyone's going to try and bomb rush to whatever the front of the queue is. That's what I mean. There's one guy here who works for Uber Eats who's here with his Uber Eats like package Brilliant. who has kind of jumped
1: forward a bit. Um, yeah. I might go and just walk up there, and find and see what's going on. so okay. I'll, I'll be back.
0: Do you guys mind if I leave this here? Can I? Are you, are you holding strong? What are your names, by the way? I'm Brett. Brad or Brett? Brett. Brett. Pleasure to meet you. And you
1: are? Ena.
0: Pina. Pina, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Roy. Oh, there's an official in the front. I'm going to try and find out what he's saying. I'll pass it back. Okay, Now I'm running to the front of the queue to find out, sorry, pardon me, what the official is saying. So, excuse me, sir. Okay, now I'm at the front of the queue. Listen. What's happening?
1: I mean,
0: it's all uh, a joke yeah. and a ruse. Oh, I thought oh, I, it was a joke. I thought there was uh, like I an official here to tell us uh, what's going uh, on.
1: There's there's just to to the uh, said. Uh, have some people left? Yeah. I think it is happening, but it's words got out too much. And I think it's unfair it. that the people
0: have been here since 5 a.m. So either a they've been here since 5 a.m. for nothing, or B, it was a joke, it is happening, and they've lost their spot, which they've been holding since 5 a.m.
2: Well, stay stay
1: for half an hour. Like, it's only half an hour, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but they've been here since, like, literally, like, eight hours. Yeah and hey. now, now they've been told it's off, so they've, they've left. They've but if just, it turns out, oh, actually there are tickets, it's like, yeah. what about those folks? We'll see what happens? They have opened a door, I'm seeing movement towards the door.
1: Oh yeah, they, they're saying that the uh, show's management sent in an email saying what the fuck is going on, they're not even in the country, they're not going... The manager of this venue just said that he had the email
0: I feel like it's slightly sinking in a bit more. Someone
1: hacked
0: I think someone hacked into their their Twitter account yeah, and posted silly. saying, That's, what it's "That's a bit cruel." No, What's no one knows. The current conspiracy. They
1: said there's never been any. The venue any you posted. There's yeah. Like, they say someone was actually. Someone posted
0: it. Is what they're saying. Like they're
1: saying that there was never a game
2: happening. Go. But we're like, but people have been here since so like 5 a.m. Because you texted you.
1: something. Yeah, exactly. Because your venue texted something.
0: So <laughs> even I, if this conspiracy theory is true, like someone else has hacked into their Twitter right. and posted it right. for
1: them. Absolutely. I can't believe we've got all long time without someone, exactly. Doing something, exactly. We found out we, we, do you imagine the out? Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've got someone on my
1: Facebook. Hello, everyone. Oh, oh. I'm going
0: to go and fucking chat to the manager and find out what the fuck is going
3: on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, God. I'm recording a podcast right now, and it went from me talking to fans about, oh, you love the strokes, how long you've been, et cetera, and that's turning to, oh, my God, we're going to burn this mother down if they don't show up.
1: (laughs) Get (laughs) him! <laughs> Who cares? That's the secret, guys. The knife and fork is <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just use it to like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: glad I come out it's You should, <laughs>
0: it I should mention. <laughs> I met a guy on the train here named Adam, <laughs> and we kind of came down here together. He's now at the front trying to talk to someone, <laughs> and find out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> So far, there's no news.
1: There's
0: someone who looks <laughs> like they know what's going on at the front.
3: Jeff,
1: whatever. <laughs> 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 Jeff at Gmail, okay. uh.
0: Adam Anything?
1: I was like, it's happening.
0: Now I've got to i don't know why they're
3: doing it. You don't know why they're what? Yeah, until they fucking
1: bring out from Denmark If we refuse to they have to get the Exactly, that's what
0: I have to Any news from the front? Uh,
1: I'm going to wait until twelve. At yeah. least until twelve. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a two. laughs> I'm, I'm going to wait until past twelve. At ten thirty. We want
2: Okay,
0: I'm going to slide back to Luke. Pardon me. Let's head back to the number one correspondent. Yes, everyone's got their phones out. What's the latest? What are we finding well, out? Well, will say that it
3: was, it was a hoax from a booking agent. Okay,
0: so from the top, will say, we've only just been, in, from 19 minutes ago, we've mm-hmm. only just been informed by the agent that this gig is now cancelled. If you'd like to contact jefflobpromo at gmail.com, who booked the event, they will be able to give you more information why the event has been cancelled. Please note that Venice are also not playing tonight. Please just go that was, home. That was much oh. earlier. Oh, AIDS go to that. I think those were about crowd control initially. And yeah. And
3: later on it says...
0: We were informed by the rep at 11 a.m. this morning that it was cancelled and the band pulled. However, we have found out it was a hoax from a booking agent. We will be looking into it further. So it looks like someone told them it's cancelled. But the yeah. person that said that was kidding. Well,
3: I think, no, no, I think no, the person the, that the, booked the book, it was the
0: kidding. Book, no, why it. they ah. didn't
3: check?
0: Yeah, because people are saying, like, if... Someone ha- The last hoax I heard was that someone hacked into the no, no, Twitter account. Yeah. Like they
1: tweeted it, but they said the person that booked it with them.
0: Oh, so, as far as they were concerned, it was happening. Yeah, now they've they realised they the, the person that said it's, it's way, happening way. didn't have the
1: authority to face so Well, we're not going to go anywhere until I know, 12. No, no. We're
3: we're in, as well we We've been waiting. It's
1: air conditioned.
3: There's good people around. It's quite nice, isn't Outside, it's going to be quite hot. I
1: want a refund. I
3: want a refund for my time. Exactly.
1: Eight tickets.
3: I want guarantee that if the Strokes do play here next, I'm on the list. I'm on
0: the list. <laughs> that was that was our guy, Mr Uber Eats, who kind of marched up there. Yeah, he's yeah, so Uber, Uber Eat. I'm going to find the management, see what's going on. I'm
1: thinking get up there. The bar's open. He'll have a pint and forget about yeah. <laughs> <The get-by, we'll laughs> be, what it. Yeah, but that's bad. What bad? That's bad. we
3: here and then the
1: whole bar is
0: Oh, oh, box you know, oh good, all right. right. I happened to be right next to him when he yelled that to the crowd. Oh this, god. this episode's taking a real turn.
3: Oh, it's it's a
0: real emotional. <laughs> it episode. is. Oh my god. And I'm capturing it live. Like, the biggest thing for me is just that the people at the front who have left have just been royally screwed. Because okay. they were here since 5 a.m. I know. They've it's either left and waited for nothing I or mean, now they've left. lost out because yeah, their tickets. Out. So it's going to be a bit of a bittersweet purchase. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, I'll buy eight tickets. I won't be happy about it, because... I mean, I will be happy about (laughs) it, but... (laughs) I feel a bit guilty. But, no, it's... I
3: mean, yeah. I'm glad I didn't get any any
0: earlier to be honest. Yeah. I'm glad I came just to see this happen, like in real time because this is just crazy to be honest
3: I wish I had been in, in, in bed and I <laughs> realised I wish for some reason I couldn't have gone and then I'm looking at it going oh what a shame oh, no, it's what man. a shame I
0: was about no, to
3: go no. what I really wish was that it was actually happening yeah. and I could get a ticket
0: definitely we are literally about what like 10 feet from the stage.
3: Yeah, I mean, the is... Band. It's and it's a small, such a small it's stage. It's a tiny stage.
0: You're literally like crotch level with the band. if you're Oh, like yeah. front row. That's oh, insane. yeah. And there's only five of them. Trying to get
3: on that stage.
0: It would be manic. Was it manic when they played last night? It was absolutely
3: crazy, yeah. But I feel like... I was
0: like, here with It was yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was
3: just... the craziest experience I've had.
0: So, that show... Yeah. It was just... Was it announced in a similar it way, like the night before?
3: It was announced about a day before no in fact maybe about maybe about 78 hours or something before, because the tickets did go online so you could get them online right. and then so maybe it was announced on a Sunday night at happened on a Tuesday I can't remember now My memory's remember it's going but they did give you enough time cross the strokes themselves they sort of did hints on their Twitter and yeah. stuff and then you knew that, so you knew it was official this was just, was
0: just and then. Like, and I
3: think that's probably why it, oh at the beginning well, something,
1: something nice.
3: <laughs> there wasn't many people here because it wasn't on the stroke thing it was only on Dingwell, so you had yeah. to this...
0: yeah. Uh, yeah like the more people say about it, the more I'm like actually yeah when you connect it's the dots like so then then yeah, okay. they let elsewhere. us in
3: they let us in the bar they let us in the venue we're
0: in the venue right now
3: why didn't they just kick us out
0: it's gotta be happening so before this happened, you were telling me about how you saw them at Reading Festival yes. two thousand and one, and
3: it was absolutely crazy because they were due to play the um, second stage, the smaller stage, but because of the hype, they went onto the main stage, and um, it was absolutely mental. How I got into the Strokes was listening to I think it was the Evening Session back then with Steve Lamac, on Radio One. and It must have been early 2001 and he was playing stuff from the Modern Age EP. And I was like, oh, because I'd heard of the band in Enemy; they had mentioned them. I was like, oh, I really like this. And maybe a couple of months later I finally got hold of the EP and then I was obsessed, absolutely obsessed. One of the reasons why I went to Reading Festival, because I knew they were playing, And I dragged along my best friend and my brother to go and see them. And they were obsessed by the end of it. (laughs) And after the actual show, when I got back from on the Sunday, no, the Monday, I went into Paddington, and they had a train station. They had a um, music shop, and I bought the album then. (laughs) Got back and just listened to it non-stop. I've worn it down I've got copies, several copies of it now isn't <laughs> it? I've worn it down yeah
0: so when did it go from being a fan to being like on Crazy. the fan forums
3: on the fan forums probably about um, it used to be Yahoo Groups, which is a thing that doesn't really exist anymore yes, that was about 2002 back. I started meeting talking with people there and then I think the original forum which was called Last Night or was, I think it was called that but might have been early 2003 it might have been around about the time that they were gearing up for room and fire.
1: Nice. And
3: then that is when I also, that summer is when I started doing my website because I was, I'd left university, I was bored and I thought I'd do it. Louder! i got wait,
1: wait, wait. Okay, guys, three bad news, sorry. I've spoken,
3: I've been
1: on the phone with the guy that runs this place, the manager of this place. He has literally been running this place for one week. <laughs> and the management before him got sacked.
3: Oh. And, and they're the ones that set up this
1: uh, supposedly hoax Whoa. thing Fair. to say fuck you. <laughs> the manager now obviously, and, and it got cancelled this morning by by them by the hoax. Uh, this morning. And apparently he's now been on the blower. he's spoken to the management of uh, the Strokes, and yeah, confirmed. tour management are
2: like, not happening. It's sort
1: all of bullshit. Anyway, so yeah, guys. Go, bye. Thank, bye. You. Thank you. It's coming up. It's coming up.
0: Oh, my God. That was the most British response ever. Did anyone see that to us coming? <laughs> no.
3: This was more tristy than an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> this was worse than the Red Wedding. <laughs> This was worth it. anything that's happened in Westworld this season. I can't believe it. But despite all that, I've actually had a really good time chatting to people. Yeah. We're all in it together. I yeah. would prefer to watch the strokes rather than watch the football.
0: But alas. Definitely. What can you do? I can't believe it. I'm going to go, Adam, I That is insane. Oh, so in case go, it wasn't dude. quite audible on the podcast... Also, there's your, uh,
1: your £20 your pounds as well. <laughs> <laughs> Nice meeting you, man. What was the name of your podcast? Roy. Oh,
0: it's, called, um, called, it's called Saddest oh. Night Out, all saddest one word. Night. It's the first thing like, you'll find it. <laughs> this this is the saddest, saddest day out.
1: Saddest out. Day out.
0: <laughs> so just to recap... <laughs> Man, I wish I was seeing Interpol.
3: Yeah, I know, I was annoyed. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to get tickets for it and then it sold out. I was like, shit, I wanted to see Interpol on cure. So you were
0: telling me it was like 2003, the summer of 2003. Yeah, I
3: I started doing the website and I'd never done a website, didn't know anything about how to do it, and I was just all self taught. Whoa. And it, they were doing loads of interviews with Women on Fire, so I was getting all the magazines and scanning them all for people. Yeah and it was just absolutely crazy so
0: before this family went online was there yeah. already a bit of a family community around the fan of the Strokes
3: I think so yeah I mean I've all I've met so many people both online and because of them in real life because of the Strokes yeah and you know some of my best friends are because of the Strokes because of our shared love of them so I think yeah and I think the forum having the forum which has changed names so many times now <laughs> yeah. has um it's really made people sort of become connected and stuff. And yeah, and even when people sort of like become obsessed with another band and art of this, whenever it's the Strokes, like last night, everyone was suddenly like really hyped again. Yeah. Like it was 2003 or 2006, you know, the height yeah. of the Strokes. Everyone was just like, oh my God.
0: I think and, for um, me, I joined that whole world around the time of Angles. Yeah. And I remember everyone being like, Oh, my God, they're playing on on Radio 1 on Wednesday. Yeah. I can't
1: believe I, it. We're
3: oh 7 God. o'clock. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was absolutely crazy. Everyone's like, record it, record <laughs> it, we've got to record it. Even though immediately it was going to be on their website. But it's yeah. Like, got to record it, got to record it. <gasps> Nikolai's talking to Zayn Lowe. We've <laughs> got to get the low down. Yeah, so it was absolutely, yeah, I it's, think, it's been crazy. I think these right.
0: days it gets a bit quiet on the phone yeah, unless yeah. something's happening. Then everyone kind of gets back in.
3: Yeah, I think, I think a lot of the Strokes fandom has moved on to Reddit. Yeah. Onto the Reddit. And I, 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 I lurk on there, but I'm not really a, a big fan of Reddit, to be honest. But I, I know there's a lot of people on there, and also on Twitter. And, but when something happens, so when they actually do play a next gig, a yeah. gig, or they release new music, it will be absolutely crazy again. Because people from like, you know, it's 18 years.
0: Has it, has it been? Tw- I think it's been twenty it's years been
3: 20, since they started Yeah, since, I think playing. it was about April 1998 20- that they started playing. This is why I thought, oh, it's a This is why, yeah, yeah. So, but people were still, you know, suddenly remember, oh yeah, I loved Last Night when I was at uni or when I was at college. Yeah. you know, and it has, you know, memories for yeah. people. So,
0: it was a very, they were a very formative band for an entire yeah, for generation. Yeah, generation.
3: They hit me at the right time. I was like nineteen where stuff came out the ultimate time because you can go to the concerts you don't have to worry about being a kid and too young exactly you know you don't have to worry about work commitments because you're just a student absolute perfect time for me they hit and yeah
0: so has no one else taken that number one spot for you in your heart well, or are there other bands that you are.
3: yeah probably my joint with the Strokes and the Man Street Preachers who I've loved since I was a teenager and I've seen those those at times and stuff but there's something about the Strokes because they don't play very often but yeah. when they do play It just makes you go a bit crazy. I I, I, I said last night, I treated last night, I can't believe I'm doing this for these five lovable idiots from New York. Because I've never, nobody else I would do this for. Honestly. Honestly. And I go and do it. And now even though it's a complete and utter, you know, disaster, nothing's happened. I'm okay. I'll go home. I'll listen to the strokes on the way home. And I'll dream of the next time they they do a a concert, hopefully a pop tour for once, would be nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I think they're just doing like festivals yeah, every now and then. That's
3: all they do now because they've got all their side projects, and um, it's a shame they've not played a proper UK tour. I think since two thousand and six. Have you checked
0: ed- out any of the side product projects? Have you seen any of those live?
3: I saw Julian back in his phases for the Young Days two thousand and nine, I think it was, because I really liked her album. But I have to say, the Void stuff doesn't really do it for me, which disappointed me because yes. I really wanted to like them because I, you know, it's Julian but it didn't really work for me. So
0: you're like the only person I can get super nerdy about this with because my theory is Julian's always had that really geeky, like sci-fi-ish type of yes. train of thought because I remember the alternative cover for Is This It? Yeah. It's like a picture from a either a microscope or telescope yeah. or something. So it's always been that way inclined. But my thinking is he's always made some sort of prog rock type of thing. But yes. when it was funnelled through the members of The Strokes, Drugs, just yeah. those four people and his voice, it, it was still pop songs yeah, that accessible. were still different enough. Like, for me, the, the complete peak of their genius is the chord structure of Hard to Explain because That's it's amazing. like, it's five chords instead of four. So there's an yeah. extra bit in there and it shouldn't work. But it does. But it just does. And you yeah. can't imagine, any other band would have written it without that, but with them, you can't imagine it, yeah. it any other way. And I feel as though once he start he got start to indulge those types yeah. of tendencies and from first impressions onwards you could see him leaning heavy, more heavily mm. into we can take this further let's really get out yeah. there man. and interestingly i think albert and i would i have no scientific basis for this whatsoever yeah. but i feel as though he has julian to credit for him making songs and you can hear some of the original like garage rock type of influence yeah, from the early stuff, it seems to be him that's the torchbearer yeah, of that. Yeah, he's the
3: one that's really going for it in that kind of style. Like he's whereas, the closest to yeah, the strokes now. Yeah, whereas Nick's stuff, is more heavier, which is not su- no yeah. surprise because he's always admitted to being like a Guns N' Roses fan. Exactly, when you hear solos, yeah. Yeah, and so that's no surprise. And
0: Fab had a Little Joy, which is now, really sweet, had, and, it, uh, and that's Fab all over. <laughs> uh, that's fab
3: all over. And I really wish they would would have done another album because I think yeah. that's probably one of my favorite side project stuff. <laughs> It's such it's a lovely album. It's so perfect summer. Exactly. And Nicolai you know, so I think his um, current stuff with, is it? God, oh, I can't remember what they're called, Summer Moon Band? Yes. Um, it's better than his solo stuff that he that did. The Nickel yeah, Eye Yeah, yeah. And um, that's got some good stuff as well. But in the end, it's always the strokes for me. Jeez. And.
0: The way I put it is no one conducts that orchestra yeah. better than Julian even when it came to like I love all of their stuff I think yeah. that's another fight right there oh they were the best at their early albums no I'm really, with them all the way I'm
3: with them all the way honestly I think Come Down Machine is such an underrated album it was it's so good and in a perfect it, world it makes me feel
0: so sad but like it's yeah. so like the way it starts with a I can't remember what it's called um, tap, tap out tap out yeah, yeah it feels so melancholy it and then the, the album art where it's like it's a mirror of is this it yeah but.
3: It's so that is, I think, is such an underrated album. And um, yeah, people always say, Oh, no, they peaked at Is This It? and I'm like, If you really think that, then just don't bother being a fan. I'm sorry, yeah. They've done so many other good stuff. First Impressions of the Earth is really great as well. Angle's had its moments. I think that if, if they've maybe combined some of the songs with that, the Come Down Machine, yeah, better. but I mean, they've still got some really good songs on there, so yeah, I mean.
0: I feel personally concerned about their relationship with each other. I do.
3: I always do. I always worry. But then I think that when they played high part, they were joking around, and when they played... I think that probably the reason why they don't do is that they're better in each other's company in small doses, I think. Yeah. And I can kind of understand that. They've been friends since they were kids. That's a lot of history... Yeah. You know, though they've had their problems with addictions, various members and stuff. So it's difficult and people do move on, but I still have that in my heart. I'm like, please do another album. And I did the EP a couple of years ago, which was good, which gave me faith that they were still gonna do music. Yeah. It's just that like every time like Julian announces a new voice record or Albert does yet another album, and I'm just like, excited, uh, no, I wish it was a stroke. So I mean, that's why well I,
0: done, but yeah. Yeah,
3: that's why I got so excited for the show, because I thought, oh, maybe it'll be like a sign that they are working on something secretly, because we didn't really know much about Come Down Machine. That sort of just came out of nowhere, and the EP came out of nowhere as well. Yeah. So I thought, maybe, and then it's like, no... No, Even
0: not. this, because I've never seen them before yeah, I thought this would oh, be the perfect chance to oh, see them for the first time It's like Oh uh, God,
3: the ex-manager oh, of this place oh,
1: That is
0: such a, in, in, are, in, case, in case people eventually listen to this It might be like an hour long episode yeah, so I, just, like, I haven't pressed up It literally started with the first conversation I had was at the front of the queue. Yeah. And then I was asking, do any of you know Louise? Because she's the reason I'm here. <laughs> so I was going down the queue saying, you Louise, be- Louise, anyone? And then I found you. We started off talking about, oh, we're really excited. There's been rumours, but we're not going to believe it. Yeah. I saw the maids go, And then in the background, you started to hear, hold on, I'm it's not- actually cancelled. And now we're, we're still downstairs at the venue. It's empty only now.
3: And people left? Last
0: If they come out now.
3: You might as well be here as well.
0: Yeah, actually. We could be the only
3: three people
0: at the gig That'd be amazing. <laughs> That's to <laughs> be you. It
3: would be a little bit creepy because you'd be like,
1: making do that high <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, hi. Yep, that
3: was really good. Can you play my favourite song? Stop looking at me. Yeah, sorry.
1: We're just trying to get over the part. you as well just No.
0: It's on ME as well as are you the manager then? Yeah yeah yeah. So uh, so it's definitely 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 not happening. You're not <laughs> you're know not waiting to see the most hardcore fans are going, ah surprise, <laughs> it is happening. <laughs>
3: No, no, it's not. Here I'm strict. It's
0: quite
3: a stressful morning
0: for you. I appreciate you I eventually coming down and just saying, look, it oh, really no, no, is no, no. a hurt. yeah
1: Because <laughs> you <laughs> know, I yeah. I call my best I call my best friend the blessing he's losing his father for cancer. Oh no. Yeah, I, I call him as well. I'm really sorry, I know that's not your best time, but I mean shit. <laughs> and you <he> said, like, <laughs> said like, are you okay? I said, no, I'm because like usually like I'm quite strong, but like mm-hmm. I don't know how to tell 300 people downstairs that all this is a joke. And he said, like, what? I said, yeah. He said, just act casual. I said, all right.
0: <laughs> and that was that. In a previous episode, I spoke to Sean Keaveney of BBC Six Music, the radio station. I bumped into him at that Foo Fighter show that I can't shut up about. And he mentioned in a complimentary fashion that in, doing, in me doing this podcast and the way that I'm doing it, I could end up being something like the Forrest Gump of the live music scene in the UK, where anytime something happens, I will find myself there. That definitely felt like the case for this episode. I... nothing was planned. I had no idea what I was going into when I pressed record. I just knew I probably shouldn't press stop because this is all just insane. As Louise said, this had more twists and turns than Game of Thrones or Westworld. And if nothing else, getting to meet and talk to Louise was by far the highlight of the whole thing. There was a real camaraderie amongst us in that basement. We were all very much forged together. And I've stopped this episode right at the point when the manager, Pasquale, comes because I think he'd had a very tempestuous morning as well. And he shared a lot with us and there was a lot that didn't need to be broadcast by me. All you really needed to know was that we stayed down there so long that the man... It was just me, Louise, the other person whose name I think was Mo. I didn't quite catch it. And Pasquale, the manager of the venue. And, yeah, by that point, we'd been through so much together (laughs) that I think Pasquale was feeling a bit more candid and shared with us. But I assured him I wouldn't put that in the podcast. But suffice it to say, he confirms that the person that set up the gig and then cancelled the gig had no authority to do either of those things. And there was a bit of a delay of him finding out the truth because he arrived to the venue, he arrived to work this morning, that morning essentially, to do his job. So he's there trying to set up the venue and get things going because it's a Saturday, it's going to be a busy day, great weather, he's expecting a lot of business. So he's just trying to go ahead, business as usual, but he's got this increasing number of people queuing up outside. So he mentions how he moved us inside, etc., For our well-being and to not upset the council and the other sellers in the market. He was operating on a human level first. And then he was trying to ascertain and deal with all that was going on with the show. So I am grateful to him for his candor and for his accommodation. And it was just incredibly unfortunate for all of us that this happened. It was a perfect storm of things that led to us essentially falling for this the way that we did. I think key among it is the fact that the tweet came from the Dingwall's venue. And it was advertised in a way that the previous Strokes surprise show was advertised, which was again at Dingwalls, and again they went under the name Venison, not The Strokes. So that was, and there's such a love for that band. That was enough for people to go, it's happening, I'm going there now. There was talk of people flying in from Edinburgh. I think some people have flown in from mainland Europe. As you heard on the podcast, people had queued since 5am. There's only a few artists in the world that could generate this type of rapturous excitement at such a short notice. And it was unfortunate it never happened. My my heart does go out to the people who are particularly disappointed because of what they'd invested in coming. And if anything, I hope this sends a message to the band, maybe, in some small way, that there's such a demand, there's such an excitement to see them again. If it in any way helps to sway the needle towards them deciding to do so, I, I wouldn't be too mad at that decision. I, I think there's a few people that were down in that basement who would be quite happy to get that news as well. But alas, that wasn't the case yesterday, so the wait continues for me to see my favourite band live for the first time. Who knows? Someday. So thank you very much to Pasquale for his candour. Thank you to Adam for saving my spot. That was another reason why I ended up talking to him on the way there. When we were in the queue, someone heading out mentioned that it's cash only. So we I had to run to a cash machine and Adam saved my spot. And I was looking to buy some tickets for some friends as well, and then that too never came to be. But by I wasn't that upset because I got to meet Louise, who i have been impressed with for a long time, because I am somewhat fascinated with that period before MySpace and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and all that kicked off. The way fans of bands, particularly The Strokes, who for me were the, the banner band of that era, the way they communicated and galvanized and started things, the way she set up that website and joined that forum, no one really knew what they were doing. I just knew they loved this band and wanted to find more people that felt the same way, and that's something that's really fascinated me. So I was really, really happy. I got to talk with them, really nerd out about this band that we both love so much. And maybe someday we'll get to see them live together. But I, I feel like I really made a friend in Louise. So thank you very much for your time, Louise. Thank you to the Uber Eats guy who became the the hero, the man of the people, the hero that that Gotham needed in that moment when he yelled out, "I'm going to talk to management and find out what's going on." And yeah, I guess take his headlines with a pinch of salt because there was a lot of confusion in the air. But suffice it to say, the show was never going to happen in the first place. And it just took a while for us to realise that and accept that. Whew. Thank you all very much for listening. Oh, today's shout-out. <laughs> I forgot that at the start. And I'll do the shout-out in all the episodes. Alex, who you might remember from a previous episode when I saw Corinthians, and when she did, I went to her event for Black Malt Club, Black Malt Bottle Share Club Returns. It is happening on Sunday the 22nd of July at Merchant's Tap in Hackney Wick. The theme is Liquid Courage. There will be a panel discussion on mental health and safe drinking. That is Sunday the 22nd of July at Merchant's Tap in Hackney Wick. To find out more, you can find Alex and the Black Malt Bottle Share Club at black underscore malt on Instagram. That's at black underscore malt. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about me... Whenever I post on social media at Out on Twitter and Instagram and eventually on Facebook too. You can email me saddestnightout at gmail.com. I'm also there on Reddit. I think I might pipe up on there on the Strokes Forum to just let people know I recorded the whole thing and they can find out what it was like in that basement, in that venue when it all went down. So you can find me on Reddit at Night. I'm just Out, one word as well. And you can contribute to the Patreon that I have set up for this, patreon.com forward slash SaddestNightOut. Thank you for listening. I think there will be at least two more episodes, at least one more episode, about all that happened on this Saturday because I had to unfortunately I couldn't make it for the sound check with Kiana Key at the Pride Festival. I was meant to be there for eleven, but I, as you can hear I was hit, I was at Dingwalls going through all of this. But I did go down to the Pride Festival and I did perform with her and I will go into that in the future episodes for this day, which I will hopefully post later today. So thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Sorry, I'm back. I just realised. I said I would try and do a bit of a summary of all that happened because there was a lot of chaos and confusion and I was running from person to person down there in that venue. So, just real quick, this is pretty much the bullet points of what you heard. So first, I went to the front and spoke to the people who'd queued there the longest about how early they'd queued, where else they'd seen the strokes, etc, etc. Then I... After I'd finished talking to them, we we off the mic, we started talking about how rumours had started about there not actually being a show. And we were all adamant, those are lies, there really is a show happening. Then I worked my way back through the queue to find Louise, and that's when the next part of this episode started. So first I talked to Louise, and she's at She's Fixing on Twitter. I spoke to her and the other people around her in the queue. Then we start to find out that the gig is cancelled. So at that point, point, th- and I started recording about 11.15 on Saturday morning. So first I'm talking to Louise and the people near her in the queue. Then we find out together, in case you can't quite hear it in the background, that apparently the gig is cancelled. So at that point, we th- it seems as though there was a gig going to happen, but now the people who had said it was going to happen have cancelled it. And then you hear us talking about how, yeah, none of us are leaving. This all sounds like a lie. It sounds like a rumour. If it was really not happening... We would have been told first. They would have deleted the original tweet, etc. Then, the guy who you hear yelling out "What's going on?" from the back, because those of us at the back of the of the room couldn't quite hear what was being said at the front, he yells "What's going on?" and he comes and joins us. He works for Uber Eats and he had the Uber Eats delivery pouch with him. I think at the time, as I said, that he like quit or was bunking off mid mid shift, but I think he wasn't working at the time. He just happened to have the Uber Eats thing with him. So he joins us. Then, with, t- with hearing the rumors being disseminated through the queue, it sounds like the agent that booked it has cancelled it. Then it turns out. Then we're starting to hear rumors that it was all just a joke or a ruse. I think at that point, I go back to the front of the queue because it looked like there was someone of authority at the front, but I think it was just another fan who was in the queue, and he's saying yeah, it looks like the whole thing was a joke or the whole thing was a ruse. Then it turns out it looks like the Strokes management had said what's going on it has nothing to do with us, and it sounded like Dingwall's Twitter account had been hacked. Then the Uber guy, the guy who works for Uber Eats, he's the one that yells out, I'm going to find out, I'm going to talk to the management and find out what's going on. So he goes. Then I go back to Louise, and I'm starting to hear that someone called Jeff Law at gmail.com. That's the email address that said this show was happening. And it's looking like that was, it looks like at 11 o'clock, that's when it came to light that that was the person responsible for saying this show is happening. Then I speak to Louise. Then I speak to Louise a bit more about when she saw the Strokes at this venue, for the first time they played a secret show here as Benison. Then she talks about how she discovered the Strokes in the first place, and that was through Steve Lamac, who is a friend of the podcast. I've seen, I've met the guy three times now, and he has been on the podcast before. And then that Uber Eats guy returns and delivers his take on the events, which is that the the first manager of the venue was sacked and the current manager has been there a week and the first manager is the one who set up the gig and then cancelled it as a bit of a middle finger up to leaving this place and he—that's now it's come out that he did that and it was all a ruse and that's the stuff you should take with a pinch of salt because nothing's been proven emotions were high I think a lot was said that might not necessarily be the biblical truth then I go back to Louise talking about The Strokes history and that's when Pasquale shows up and tells us a bit more, that that ultimately the show was never really happening. Yeah, so that was that. Anyway, thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.